Hey guys, back again after a bit of a cold sickness that didn't seem to want to leave me. <laughs> this is Scott with Blockcast, and of course, the great Alex Cooper from Footprint Analytics. I'll let him introduce himself though as well. Hey everybody, how's it going? Um, as Scott said, my name is Alex. I'm working with Footprint Analytics. Um, so if you don't know too much about Footprint, like we say, every episode, kind of your one-stop shop for everything blockchain analytics. We got zero coding analytics. We got an API. We got full history. And we're also working on a cool uh, CRM tool. I'm working on an airdrop analysis called our Footprint Growth Analytics, which is also quite sweet. Um, but anyways, that's enough about Footprint, enough about me. Um, let's just hop right into it. So Scott, um, instead of doing a commodity report today, I think I'm just going to stick with uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. And according to uh, my uh, Binance app right now, uh, the price of Bitcoin is always oh, over 30K at $30,100. Um, is up almost 2% today. And then Ethereum's at 2,076, down uh, a third of a percent. Um, and uh, with that, that is the Bitcoin and Ethereum price uh, of today. So <clears throat> looking at, I don't have the fear and greed index, but you know, the market it was really hot last week, um, talking about the uh, Shanghai upgrade, um, where they upgraded the Chapella and the Beacon Network to um, allow people to unlock staking uh, or their staked ETH um, as a validator. So uh, that was some pretty big news. Yeah, and we were talking about that just yesterday. You called the price of Ethereum to the dollar, even, you were mentioning. Yeah, I got, um, as well, it's a little bit of, uh, uh, maybe a little luck, but, um, when I was doing some research at a Twitter space coming up and I was doing some research on the upgrade and it was saying that the average price, um, uh, that validators locked in according to Glassnode was $2,136 was the average ETH price, um, that I was locked at. Um, so I said, you know, just check it out. Um, maybe be a little hesitant of the going higher, uh, riding the wave higher than twenty one thirty six. I said twenty one fifty is probably as high as I go. Um, and then at twenty one thirty six, it kind of just dipped, um, and it's gone. It's kind of been down ever since. Um, hasn't reached that high point again. So yeah, I guess a little bit enough to my own horn. Yeah, I, I I do feel I feel pretty good getting that. I got I got lucky. I got lucky. But uh, I mean, it just makes sense, right? When the average price is at twenty one thirty six, um, because no one's gonna unstake when uh, when on a driving or an upward swing on an upward trend. No one's gonna. No one's going to liquidate it when they're in the, when they haven't made any money. They're not even broken even yet, so it just makes no sense really to do that. But around that twenty one thirty six, where people are making money, I mean, everything that they earn through staking is now straight up just profit. So, um, I mean, it gives a lot more um, of these validators uh, options, right? Staked eight staked ETH isn't liquid ETH. Um, you're right, actually, so. <laughs> and it's funny we got. A video pertaining to that today, uh, Mr. Gensler uh, got put in his place a little bit today, and one of the discussions was Ethereum, and I'd like us both to listen to this and then uh, both give our opinions as to what we feel about it. So I'm just going to pull that up, and then I have another video afterwards, which is equally as great as far as I'm concerned, but we'll start out with this. Give me one second. I'll just load it up here. Okay, no problem. Look, I, I move my head over a little bit, and then I get Rizcam. 
Yeah. Riz. Yeah, we got Riz Cam. Okay, not when you're doing that, hey. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're going to hit play here. We'll get this going. Thank you, Chair Gunther. I'll now recognize myself in five minutes. Um, Ether is one of the uh, most popular digital assets in terms of the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, back in 2018, then SEC Corporation Finance Director Bill Henman uh, stated that he believed Ether was not a security. Um, last month, CFTC Chair uh, Benham expressed his view that Ether is a commodity. Uh, the State Attorney General of New York asserted in a court filing last month that Ether is a security. Clearly, an asset cannot be both a commodity and a security. Do you agree? Um, I, I actually, all securities are commodity under the Commodity Exchange Act. It's that we are excluded commodities, but I would agree that a security cannot also exclude a commodity. I'm sorry, Chair, just to talk about the Commodity Exchange Act more precisely. Okay, so do you recognize, uh, how would you categorize these of that? Look, I think that the general sweep of what Congress did, not just in the 30s, but as amended. I'm asking you, you're sitting in your chair now to make an assessment under the laws as exist. Is either a commodity or a security? Without speaking to anyone, <laughs> I know you've repeatedly said you have spoken to Bitcoin. So I'm asking you to speak to a second one, the lar second largest market cap here. In speaking to the tokens, there's 10 to 12,000. If there's a group of entrepreneurs, I'm asking about one. Public is anticipating a profit based on the. I'm asking a specific question, Chair Gensler. I said this in private. This should be no shock to you. I'm asking this question. Is it an is ether a commodity or security? And again, it depends on the facts and the law. And if there's a group of I'm asking about the facts and the law sitting in your seats and the judgment you are making. And so, uh, Mr. Chair, I think you you would not want me to prejudge because I'm. But you have prejudged on this. You've taken, <laughs> taken fifty enforcement actions. We're finding out as we go, as you file suit, as people get Wells notices on what is the security in your view, in your agency's view. I'm asking you a very simple question about the second largest digital asset. What is your view? And my view is, is if there's a group of individuals in the middle, middle that the public is All right. So let me just ask a second question. Do you think it serves the market for an object to be, to be viewed by the commodities regulator as a commodity and the securities regulator to be viewed as a security? Do you think that provides uh, safety and soundness for, for, for the product? Do you think it provides consumer protection? Do you see, do you think it serves the, Value of innovation. I think no should be a very simple answer for you here. I think that uncertainty is bad, is it not? And I think that Congress mm -hmm. is one agency, the Security Exchange Commission, under this. And you won't answer my question, and you're the head of that agency. So <laughs> break. Come on. I'm answering it in the generic because you would not want me to speak about any one set of facts and circumstance. Okay, so. He's shaking. You see him. My predecessors and the agency itself has spoken. Okay, so you're not willing to do the same about Ether. Okay, so let me just step back. There's a lack of clarity. This is my favorite part coming up. Can you at least agree to that? I think that the clarity is there. The law is clear. Right? So let me explicit about this. The market doesn't see it. Your regulatory actions and the CFTC's regulatory actions 
say that there's a great deal of uncertainty here. It is the intention of this committee to fix that uncertainty and actually uh, provide sound legal basis for this. So you can just see there actually like, it's kind of funny. It, it, he will not answer the question if Ethereum is a security or not, but he's being caught on the record saying that he feels Ethereum is a security. Yeah, and, you know, isn't this what's kind of getting him in trouble as well, right? It's because, you know, people are thinking that, you know, his word is law right now when it's not law and there's no clarity, right? How, like, <clears throat> it's, how, how can you say one thing and then just not be able to say it again in front of Congress where it actually matters, right? It's, yeah. Um, well, and he even was caught saying today, that the cause of the Silicon Valley Bank collapse was because of cryptocurrency. He said that was the reason why the bank collapsed. But in the end, me and you have been discussing this exact same thing. And we realized like the treasury and the interest rates had a huge impact on the, the Silicon Valley Bank collapse. It wasn't so much crypto that caused that collapse. So I'm surprised that he would come out and say stuff like that but i always say it's easy to fill someone's mouth and i think somebody is filling gensler's mouth in some ways i just have well, that i mean it's an easy scapegoat too right it's, yeah. yeah i mean you know what's the big bad guy right now um yeah in 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 the news too even even though bitcoin like today is over thirty thousand dollars what was it four months ago it was like three thirteen thousand twelve thousand dollars yep. right um and you know it's crypto still just a big bad guy right even yeah. when things are going good um for a lot of people so it's an easy out it's easy well, out let's blame crypto right people people yeah. are taking their money out of banks and they're putting it into crypto that means there's no money for banks <laughs> yeah well and here's the funny thing let's see who they feel is the problem this board which I find even more interesting when I see this today. And I'll, I'll pull that up right now. There we go. Here, we'll play this. This one's just short, a minute 29. Protect investors and abuses of power. Make it clear that we need to restructure the Securities and Exchange Commission. Failures are many, but let me cite some of the abuses. The average more than two rules and proposals a month. You inappropriately provide inappropriately short periods. You have unworkable and unlawful ESG disclosure mandates on the market. You have essentially a Hotel California rule for crypto where you can check in. <laughs> you have endless discovery with no resolution and no clarity for the candidates uh, in the market. You have unworkable proposals for overhauling equity market structure, a de facto ban on crypto through the public custody rule. You have high staff turnover, unhappy people leaving your office in unhappy companies and capital leaving our country. Uh, to correct a long series of abuses, I'm introducing legislation that removes the chairman of the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, and replaces the role with an executive director that reports to the board where all authority would reside. Former chairs of the SEC will be un ineligible under my proposed bill. Uh, and this isn't just my take. It resonates across the political spectrum. The American people want democratic access to capital, Retail investor participation you can't just exclude retail investors from markets and claim it's for their own good. Our markets need to function and flourish. And I yield back. 
But that, wow. that, that really speaks volumes to me as to like where they're coming at with this is this whole cryptocurrency regulation stuff that Gensler has been pushing the last little while, I mean, with his committee or whatever, has impacted the U.S. in the most negative way possible. I think at the wrong time, even with the war that's happening in the Ukraine with Russia, uh, with everything going on, and then banning cryptocurrency, we're seeing large volumes of money leave the U.S. and go to other countries like Dubai, for instance, which we'll see in another article soon here in the next little while. But I wanted to kind of discuss this first. It, well, it, I mean, too, it's like if you really think about company corps, I want to get into crypto, right? They're going to get into crypto in places where legally they can without without with the, le with the least legal repercussions possible um, while still getting the most adoption, right? Yeah. And with and in the states, there is no clarity on you know where these firms stand regulation wise right it's a, it's right now it just seems like it's a toss-up you know if you release a token you have like a like gary gensler's got a dart that he's tossing in the dark um and if it hits you you're screwed if it doesn't you're fine and no one wants to be caught in this random dart act right or this dart roulette with Gary Gensler with a blindfold just tossing things and making examples out of people, right? You know, one of the um, one of the big reasons um, Kraken is uh, is planning on selling all their Ethereum is due to the lack of regulations and uh, being sued by the SEC um, for staking their Ethereum. That's a huge dump on the market, right? And uh, if you don't think the, uh, if um, they have to be forced to strong armed into this decision that you know maybe Kraken doesn't want to be operating in the states anymore either where 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 is the worth here when they're getting fined just consistently here but still having no guidelines of what's right and what's wrong right how how can you go register your token as a security and do all the registering process but still but then wait a year a year and a half to launch and get everything going right it's in, in this sort of industry in this sort of time right now that's a, that's almost too long right we got to get especially um if we're you know following let's say you're you know, just any kind of token of uh, staking especially any kind of DeFi token where you want to get in when it's hot but then you're kind of scared because you know you know what I'm, you guys know what i'm saying here um um i just think you know, until there's just basic framework of regulations will clearly defined what's right or what's wrong, institutions uh, will be continuing to put their money um, that they want to put into crypto. They're just not going to do it in the States. Um, they're going to, like you said, other big places like Dubai, right? Um, you know, Hong Kong now is starting to become a big crypto hub. We'll see next month what their kind of regulations that they propose going forward. This could be a big move for for China as a whole, right, with Hong Kong becoming, because what Hong Kong was already a financial hub, right? It's it's very, very similar to Singapore in a way that they, you know, Hong Kong had the first um, was stock exchange too, like it's, it, it's, it's a financial hub, right? And now they're, they're evolving into, crypto that's huge man and a lot of people are, are into that right and it also kind of shows um 
where the cracks are falling um, in the stage regulatory stances or the cracks are showing, right? It's like they're dragging their feet, right? Why, you know, in my opinion, why don't they make, you know, San Francisco, for example, a huge crypto hub, right? Make this someplace that, you know, you can come in. It's easy to come in to get into crypto. We have well-defined laws, right? We have, it's already said the Bay, the Bay is already such a big hub. Let's kind of expand on that and make some more regulations going forward. We'll see a lot more growth, I think, personally. But, well, you know, this is just my tangent. And you got to see this, and, and this is the way I see it right now. They're fighting to keep the dollar as the dominant uh, form of currency right now with all these BRIC countries fighting against the US dollar being the main currency. I think the only way that the US is going to be able to stop this is opening their door to cryptocurrency as hard as it is. I think that's the only way that you're going to be able to stabilize that market and bring in new money into the US versus losing money every day. And here's another uh, big article here. That you know, we can always got the other option, Scott. They always just start another war. Yeah, but see how well that's working right now, even for them now. So here you go. Yeah, so Coinbase could relocate from the U.S. if no regulatory clarity, says CEO. Coinbase CEO has revealed the crypto exchange would relocate if there's no regulatory clarity in the United States. Brian Armstrong said the U.S. has a potential to be an important market for crypto. Uh, and then he mentioned that while speaking at FinTech Week in London, according to Armstrong, the regulatory environment in the U.S. remains unclear at the moment, and this is affecting the crypto ecosystem there. And then what else does it say here? Armstrong praised the regulatory efforts in the United Kingdom, highlighting the fact that the Financial Conduct Authority is the only regulatory agency tasked with handling securities and commodities. However, in the United States, the Commodity Future Trading Commission, CFT handles commodities, while the Security Exchange Commission regulates securities. You don't have this unfortunate thing happening when, where the CFTC and the SEC are having a turf battle. We actually have contradictory statements from the head of the CFTC and the SEC coming out almost every few weeks. How is a business going to operate in that environment? We just want a clear rule book. Which is true, like, and I wouldn't be surprised if Coinbase moves to Dubai. Like, uh, I just seen Bybit actually move their head office to uh, Dubai. So I mean, really? yeah, there's some big moves uh, of big players moving to to Dubai, and I could see why they're very much an open book when it comes to their feelings on cryptocurrency. And you need to see this as the one of the largest countries with the most money. Well, smallest country, sorry, with the most money, but the most influence. So if the states doesn't follow suit, I think this will negatively impact the market. And if the states does decide to finally open their doors to it, and I understand there's fraudsters and stuff, and we need to go after the bad players, that's never been a thing that it shouldn't happen. Like everyone should be going after those people. But in the same sense, we have to open the doors to innovation and technology. And the U.S. dollar is not that technology we need right now with the amount of money they can print and the stuff they can do. They're scared of what cryptocurrency will bring to the market. And I, I think that's why uh, we're seeing this, this blockage of cryptocurrency right now, because it's impacting the 
even the peg of the US dollar right now. But I mean, in the end, it isn't because of what cryptocurrency is doing. It's because the way the government is using it and what they're doing is wrong. So if we're going to change the way the US is performing right now, I think the only answer is to open the borders to, to cryptocurrency. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I think to, you know, the, the, the East has been obviously trying to undermine the buying power of the US dollar for years, right? Years and mm -hmm. years and years and years, ever since, or probably ever since the Cold War, man, maybe even longer than that. They've been trying to undermine the buying power of the dollar, the oil dollar. Um, and I still think, even with, with all this news, I still think it's going to take a lot of time. I think, you know, there it's, it's going to be still years and years until uh, we actually see this starting to happen and maybe starting to affect um, the U.S. in any way. Now, you're right, right? The last thing the U.S. wants is um, capital and businesses escaping and leaving, the, or not escaping, but migrating um, from one country to the other, from the U.S. to other countries. Um, when you're hearing all this kind of news about dollar uncertainty and people wanting to move away from the U.S. dollar, obviously that's the last thing that they want. Um, but I honestly, I think, I think a lot of it is FUD, um, truthfully. Um, I think it's still going to be a lot of years before that we're going to see any significant change. Um, and you know what? This is also just going to push higher demand um, for um, production within the states, right? Yeah. Um, it's it, We're going to see, you know what? So you're going to start trying to take away our dollar buying power? Well, we're going to start up in production. Um, and, you know, right? When you start up in production, it gives more value. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but, you know, there's already talks, um, you know, about these two new big chip uh, plants being manufactured in the states. That's big news, right? That's really big. That can also help us um, <clears throat> get, um, you know, loosen our uh, need, um, again, on Taiwan for those, uh, right? Which is um, with tensions and stuff going on over there. That's always a great move. Gives us more power. So whatever. I don't want to get too political onto it, but um, I mean, I think you're right. Any way to stop uh, the bleeding of capital in a time of flood is um, important. Um, and But I think it still will be a couple of years, or at least more than a couple of years, before we start seeing the U.S. dollars buying power start being affected. I don't, I don't know. Like the amount of countries that are signing up onto the BRIC, I know they're small companies, but I mean, India, Russia, China are some of the biggest economic powers out there. So in the end, and then you have the state, some of these other countries that have been in relationships with the states for so long, coming out and stating that they don't want to be under the US dollar anymore. They're not saying that they're denouncing it or not sticking with it. But in the same sense, they're saying, you know, we can't rely on the US dollar anymore. When countries are starting to say that, I'm fearful that it's going to be a lot quicker than we're anticipating. But in the same sense, if the states does make the proper moves, and I know it takes a couple years, like you're mentioning, to make the proper changes, but they need to be outright 
like honest with what they're going to do with cryptocurrency, with what they're going to do with opening things. If they're not, I could see this impacting them worse than they want it to impact. And they, they need to stem the bleeding right now. And I think the only way that they're going to be able to stem that bleeding is to stop Gensler doing what he's doing and, and really opening up everything to, to what's going on. But that's just, we're, we're both thinking the same thing. I, I just think I'm worried to how fast it could happen, I guess mm -hmm. in the end, but we'll, we'll have to let well, this play out. You know, I'm just doing a little bit of um, looking here, right? Um, so I'm, I'm right now. I'm comparing um, the GDP of California, just California, to the GDP um, in bricks, uh, to the countries making up bricks. Um, and just to let you know, the GDP of California is 2.8 trillion dollars, um, just in that one state, which is. It, it, insane absolutely insane um and to look here for the gdp of russia in 2022 was uh one 1 1.7 trillion dollars so california already has russia beat on gdp just california um so i mean when we're looking at these countries making up bricks um, I mean, China obviously probably has as um, um, California beat, but what's the GDP of Brazil? Well, even what's the GDP of India or or China? Both of those ones right now. Yeah, let's take a look real quick. GDP of Brazil is one point four trillion. Um, so, um, on that, California has double the GDP of Brazil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, God, that's crazy. Um, let's go look at the GDP of China now. Now this is where it's a little different, but, mm -hmm. and I guess we also have to look at, we got a series of countries competing. So the GDP of China was 2.2 or nope sorry 17 uh trillion dollars in 2021 yeah. um which is uh makes sense right makes sense and how about um, india where are they at for gdp i don't think they're going to be as high as china but i think they're becoming a little bit of a bigger According to the World Bank, GDP in U.S. dollars is um, in 2021. It was 3.18 trillion. So not as big as China for sure, but there's still these are emerging markets. Like as time goes on, I think they'll definitely have more swing. And when they group together, the way that they're grouping together, I think they're they're adding on to that power substantially, especially when. You think some of that money that's being spent in the States and stuff like that is getting sent to China as a whole, right? Like what, I'm just curious what the impact, I'd like to hear what our viewers think of all this too. I guess this will be interesting to watch it play out in the next, I think in the next couple of weeks as, as we continue to have these conversations, Alex, I, th I think we're going to find some, uh, interesting topics coming up in in the next little while that will 
uh, will play out very much. Uh, I'm just curious how it's going to play out. That's all. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see um, how it goes out. I'm, I'm really curious on how the data plays and what kind of significant metrics are going to be important for this swing of things. Yeah. Um, and now with that being said, um, like Scott was saying, you guys, I'm really curious about what you guys think about um, what, we, what we've talked about so far in the video, whether it be Gary Gensler, um, how are you guys feeling about the um, the U.S. dollar depegging? Is it going to happen? The buying power. Um, and uh, I want to say as well, if you guys are liking what we're talking about, if you like the videos, um, toss us a like, subscribe, um, because it really helps us out. Really helps us out on the algorithm. It knows it lets us know that you're liking what we're talking about. Um, and just leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Um, it's just like we do this so um, you know to get the news out to you. And not only that. Um, but we want to do better. So anytime you guys have some feedback, please hit us up. And with that being said, that's my little subscriber shill. Thank you guys again for uh, for listening so far. And Scott, um, is there anything else we should talk about before we wrap it up today? Well, do you have any upcoming spaces in the next little while on Footprint that you think people might want to tune into? Well, actually, now that you mention it, I do have a really cool video that I did with the Game 7 community. If you can see I'm wearing their shirt right now um i picked this thing up back in berkeley but i did a, a web3 gaming analytics workshop um with game seven in their discord and i recorded it and put it on youtube um and it's really in depth i did even a deep dive into dfk uh, DeFi kingdoms and uh it was really surprising some of the data that we found um so i really hope uh if you guys uh liking what we're talking about in this video you're really gonna like that workshop and if you like gaming as well right if you like web3 gaming you're kind of curious about what kind of metrics to check out so that you can keep your investment uh, a little bit more secure right you have a better just more knowledge to drop it in i mean that's a great way to learn um i talk about some of the three best kind of metrics uh for or gaming um, and on chain, um, what to look for, how to make sure it's sustainable, and so forth and so forth. Again, Scott, you give me another opportunity to show. I'm done now. Yeah. Well, and I guess the, the one thing I want to mention as well if you're a cryptocurrency project and you're looking for a place to allow people to see what your project is about, we fully check over the project as well and make sure to ask the questions that I feel are very valid to allow people to know about your project. Definitely check out Blockcast on Twitter, shoot us a message, and we'd be happy to have you on for an AMA. But again, we'll be back next week now that I'm feeling better and almost back to like, I'd say 70, 80% right now. So by next week, I should be at 100 and, and we'll definitely be going hard again. So yeah. Well, that's what I love to hear. I'm happy you're feeling better, Scotty. It's, uh, it always sucks being sick. So yeah, I'm come horrible. up. Yeah. yeah. Well, have a wonderful day, you guys. Thank you, Alex, for coming in as always and and we'll be talking soon enough all right see you guys later talk soon now yep. bye